Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of And I'm All Set. I hope you're all having amazing whatever time zone it might be, wherever the hell you might be. Anyways, it tonight... It could be anywhere. Yeah, it could be anywhere, <laughs> per we usual. Have a lot of, uh, global listeners. <laughs> we, we are hanging out with the fearless leader, Minnie, and my fellow co-host, Nazum. <laughs> no. Hello. Little Miss Doubtfire. There it is. I was waiting for it. When I call him in the morning, because we have this ritual now before I stream in the mornings, that he'll call me, or I'll call him, and it's like at stupid o'clock in the morning. It's like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. For me, anyway. It's much later in the day for, for Nizum, obviously. Yeah. And that's the first thing he says to me, more often than not, unless he was asleep, too. If he was asleep, too, then it's I get, uh, what time is it? This is usually the first thing's out of his mouth after, hi, Minnie, what time is it? <laughs> but more often than not, I get that, hello, starshine, the earth says, or good morning, starshine, the earth says hello. <laughs> and it is so funny I enjoy it so much that, that is great no better way to start your day than with a big fucking smile because you're friends with just the exact right people <laughs> so, so, so I was just gonna say so what kind of silliness are we gonna tackle I don't know today? I figured we're just gonna go with well, it I see what happens. So there's something that's been bothering me. Not really bothering oh, no. me, but it's just like, you oh, know, no. when you get these like brain nuggets and like you just want to uh -oh. put it out there. I don't like to be yes. political. And, you know, I'm I'm I like I try not to be political. Absolutely. But my brother the other day posted this video. Now, if unless oh, no. you've been living under a rock, um, you would know that the U.S. has had quite a few mass shootings. I don't want to say mass shootings because realistically there's only been one mass shooting in the couple of past couple of months. See, I wouldn't call like one or two or even three people getting shot and killed a mass shooting. Um, but either way, so, you know, now, of course, naturally, the whole gun control debate is making its rounds and and all that stuff. So anyways, for some reason, my brother's, like, decided he wants to be a f fucking Republican. Now, I'm neither... Oh, God. Neither a Republican or, or a Democrat. Um, I don't follow either political party because they're both corrupt. And, and it's like, realistically, they all fight and put on a show... And then, you know, they're all eating their caviar and jerking each other off on their yachts um, when the cameras aren't rolling, you know, because realistically, mm -hmm. it's it, our country's run by billionaires. I hate to have been the guy that had to jerk off Trump. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Cruz. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my Lord. But so he posted this video and it was this lady from Austria and she was talking about how like the back in like World War One or two or whatever, whatever it was, it, it really doesn't matter the exact war. But 
how it started with, oh, these boys are going in the woods and they're killing each other. So we need to figure out, you know, this and that. And anyways, in a roundabout way at the end, she was like, and then we, within months of surrendering our guns, we had a dictatorship. And then she was like, so keep your guns, keep your guns. So that way you can protect yourself from a dictatorship. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, all right. I understand. And I understand people in the U.S. for some reason have this irrational fear that something's going to happen and they're going to need their guns to protect the country. But one, that's why we have an army. And two, if you're protecting your country from your own country, like your own government, this isn't the 1900s anymore. It's not 1903. It's not 1899. It's not 1930s. So your guns aren't going to fucking protect you if we're going to have a dictatorship. If this country decides to have a dictatorship, guess what? We're going to have a motherfucking dictatorship. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it because we don't fight like we used to. So guess what your guns are going to go up against? A team of 15-year-olds sitting in a fucking laser, lazy boy controlling a drone with even bigger guns and missiles. So good luck. Good luck to that. So keep your guns for your fantasized fucking safe safety of of Skynet because that's what you're going up against. <laughs> so <laughs> and, and that's an interesting point, right? Because can you just imagine, right? All it takes is 48 hours without the internet. Now the internet goes down for two hours and I'm in the blind fucking panic, right? I'm literally the world has ended. Holy shit, what the hell am I going to do? For, Running I, around with his hands on his head screaming. I mean, for me, the only thing that's going to happen to me is I'm not going to know how to get anywhere. <laughs> you know, that's it. I'm going to be like... I don't know how to get anywhere. They're anyway, going to be like, so. we're going we're gonna to meet over here. Be like, all right, let me put this in my GPS. Oh, shit! Shit, what am I going to do? <laughs> I don't even know my left or my right. God damn it! That's it. It's over. I might as well just end it now. Because there's no oh, way I'm going to find my way there. Fuck. Oh, sh <laughs> oh shit. I'm going to get nagged now by the other half because I now need to stop and ask that bloke over there but, that looks insane. You know, but and <laughs> me, I, I honestly have no opinion about gun control because my opinion is it's too late. It's there's nothing you could do. You know, drugs are illegal, but we still have crackheads. Drugs are illegal, but we still have people smoking meth. You know, so it's like. So this, why do you think it's worked in other countries? Because it, it's not that it worked in other countries. It's it's it was started a whole a long, 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 long time ago. You know, and yes. other and other countries are are pretty much. They're not like. Like our country, like the United States. Uh, you know? Yes, I agree with that statement. <laughs> you know, like I, I mean, I mean geographically. You know, like we have Mexico on our border. So guess what? That's where our drugs are coming from, or they're being. I'm sitting on your face. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, if if they wanted guns, they would just go over the border, or they'll get smuggled in somehow. You know, but. It's it's they're not going anywhere. They're not. 
We we had the Dunblane Massacre. It was a primary school shooting back in the mid-90s. And after that, it was just the one mass, mass shooting. And there was literally guns were made illegal at that point in time. Now, what the government did was... For two years, there was a complete amnesty. You could go into a walk into any police station in the country and give them a bag full of guns. No questions asked. They will not take any details from them. They will take it off you, pop it in wherever in their thing, and then burn it. And I was thinking, because this week, Matthew McConaughey did his speech, right? And he was talking about, you know, talking about change needs to happen, better regulation, all that stuff. And the thought crossed my mind like if you had a complete amnesty and 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 so on and everyone had to kind of if guns were made illegal in america it would take a lot longer than two years for people to kind of go and submit their guns nobody because... like you'd get you'd get like 25 25 of gun owners to to come in and be like here you go the the other percentage will either hide them somewhere or it's it's just it's it's not going to happen. It, it, it that would work. would start that would literally people would probably start fighting and and protecting trying to protect their their guns. And it, mm-hmm. it's and sadly it's it's it would end bloody. And I don't care. I don't care. Anybody can argue with me on this. The gun owners would lose. Because there's only so much ammo you can have. And I don't care if you have a bunker the size of Mexico filled with ammunition. You're not going to last. You know, it, it's like they live They live at like this fantasy. Like, you know, like they're all of a sudden something happens like Red Dawn. And all of a sudden they're <laughs> going to become fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rambo. Like the only people who, who probably, you know, who would actually do anything you know they're enlisted they're in the army you know they're not fucking sitting at a vfw drinking a fucking uh old duels talking about you know stories of the past you know what i mean and not for nothing you watch you watch most of these gun odors they're all fucking overweight mm-hmm. you know it's like all right <laughs> They're either overweight or look like G.I. Joe. You know, and One then, two. you know, and it's like, yeah, you know what? You know what, though? You, you'll probably last longer than like me. Like if I decided to do something because, you know, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. But it's you're you're on borrowed time at that point. Like they live in this fantasy world and it's it's fucking sad like that. Like to me that. Out of all the things to fight for, this is what what they're choosing to fight for. Now, I don't I don't think like you know we should outright ban everything, you know. But when when the Second Amendment did become you know law of the land, it was at a time when it took fifteen minutes to load your gun. You had to put the powder in the top. You had to stuff yeah. it down, stick the bullet in at the top, then shoot. Then, you know, that's why everything in, in the army back then was staggered. You would have your first line of defense, okay? While you guys are loading your guns, you have these guys whose guns are already loaded. They're going to shoot. And so 
when they're done shooting, they're going to move back. They're going to start loading their guns. And then the other guys who was just loading their guns, they're going to shoot. And then that's how it was. Actually, if I remember correctly, on uh, all the movies that they used to show us in history class, for some reason, I don't understand why, they used to take turns shooting at each other. It's like, hold up! We gotta let the British yes. shoot first! Okay? I and then, exactly what you're talking about. You know, it's like, alright, fire! <laughs> alright, cool, now it's our turn! Okay, let's go! You know, like, whatever yeah. happened to that? <laughs> it's like, now it's just like... But... You know, it's unfortunately, especially now with 3D printers and all this stuff, it's like our country's like fucked up. So and it's it's not you're not going to change it. You're not going to change it. One thing I don't like hearing is when you have the morons so like, why don't we just give teachers a gun? You know, uh, I bet you if the teachers had a gun. We, we wouldn't have to, you know, worry about nothing. Yeah, okay, let me tell you a little story about when I was in middle school. We had a teacher by the name of Mr. Otto. Mr. Otto's wife was really sick. We did not know that. So he's he's been coming to school because, you know, he needed the health insurance and, and the money to help take care of his wife. Unfortunately for Mr. Otto, he had my class for homeroom. We were a bunch of assholes. We tortured this guy every day for a week. And then one day, like, I was coming back from the bathroom, and I walk in, and I see all the kids, like, with ho holding their books up while he had his back turned towards us on the blackboard. And, like, simultaneously, everybody threw their books on the ground and scared the shit out of this guy. And then all of a sudden, like, he just snapped. This dude started throwing stuff at us, throwing chairs around, calling us all fucking idiots and that we were all pieces of shit that will never amount to anything. And like he was throwing desks. It was crazy. Now, OK, let's give all these teachers guns. Right. <laughs> and then we'll have a replay of what just happened. I guarantee you, if Mr. Otto had a gun. He wouldn't be throwing desks. He'd be pulling out that gun and shooting every single motherfucker in that classroom. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You know. Mm -hmm. So that's not a good idea. Yeah, keep the schools no, locked. Absolutely. You know, keep the schools locked. Metal detectors, yeah. I mean, that will stop somebody from bringing guns in, but not stopping somebody from just figuring out a way to get in. You know, guns ablaze it. But then there's the other side to right. that. Um, if you arm all the teachers, right, all of a sudden one day a teacher will need to fire that gun. And the question then becomes, one, are they able to pull the trigger? Because you know what? I don't think it's as easy as as it's supposed to, as it, it seems like will that will that teacher go from being an educator to a stone cold killer? Well, and the second thing is the aftermath that comes with it because will that teacher be classed as a hero or someone who is literally public enemy number one like oh my god look at what they've just done they've just taken a child's life even though that child was just about to be in the whole classroom how much backlash is going to come from that like it's just it's the daftest idea yeah. possible well you're always going to have some somebody no matter what there's always going to be one person that has something to say about something you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't even matter if it's if it's talking about um, 
Elmo or Sesame Street. It doesn't matter. You're always going to have somebody that has to be that person. You know, there's always a Karen. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm, or a Ken or a Kyle, however you want to name them. There's always going to be one of them out there, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's like it'd probably be easier if it was an adult walking in and shooting up the place for a teacher to act versus a child, you know? Because, mm-hmm. They'll probably want to try and reason with the kid first. And then at that point in time, there's there's not going to be any reasoning with that kid. Once that kid's at that point and it's like, you know, they're they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, what I think we really should do and which it always comes up and and this actually causes a lot of backlash is we we need a better mental health care system. We really do. There's, Absolutely. We there's no funding in mental health in the United States. There's no federal funding for mental health, and I work in a mental, uh, behavioral health hospital, you know, and there's no federal funding. It's all taxpayer money. There's medical funding, and in fact, one of the issues that we had at our hospital is we were losing our federal funding because we didn't qualify anymore because we had more mental health patients versus medical patients. Now, how fucked up is that? You know, like, how, you know, it's like. And and the problem being, again, that stems back from like when there was federal funding for mental health. But that was at a time where you had people who were blind in institutions, not because they were crazy, but because, you know, they were blind or because they were deaf or women got locked up because they were horny. Yeah. And it was like because of all that. Now it's been such a big stigma around mental health in the United States is because of. The treatment of of mental health patients back during that time because they were they were you know uh, test subjects. Yeah, there's actually a common um, turn of phrase that people use uh, fairly often. You've probably heard it, and it was actually a term that was derived from an actual mental institution and his conditioning, and. If you ever heard anyone's like, oh my goodness, it's total bedlam, or it's all gone to bedlam, it's in reference to, I believe it's actually uh, located in the UK, Um, they did kind of a homage to that sort of thing in American Horror Story Season 2, when... Uh, they kind of go through and do the reports, and there's people just in their own filth and just wandering around everywhere. Yeah. Uh, kids tied <clears throat> down to beds and furnaces and, like, radiators and stuff. You know, just absolute chaos. That To the point that an institution itself is the whole reasoning we have a phrase that means, you know, everything's gone to absolute chaos and shit. And it's after an institution. Yep. Yeah, and, that, and that's why there's such a stigma and why the, the federal gov- government is so, like, iffy about funding mm-hmm. is because of ghosts of the past. 
you know. Arguably, though, without funding, isn't that how you end up with places like that? Um, well, uh, it's, I don't know, like, we have private places, and, like, they're not bad, you know, but then that's just the same thing, like, when you think about, like, elderly care, you know, you have private. Well, see, that's an excellent point, too, and, but the thing of it is, and my curiosity, I guess, uh, better explained would be. That at some point in time, the patients outweigh the staff, right? Because they can only hire an, a certain amount of staff that they're allowed due to funding, right? Mm-hmm. And let's, we're living in a time now that we're watching all of the boomers get to that stage that they're going into nursing facilities, into long-term home care, uh, hospice, that sort of thing. And typically, I would believe that these problems... Um, arise within these places to that degree because you know instead of having two or three dedicated patients on your service now you have 35 and there's just no way to get through it all well that's like that's just like a hospital in the u.s like like one of the conversations we constantly have at my job is how the staff at my work would never survive in a normal hospital setting because the way it's set up at at my job is it's it's three one one iap mhw cna to um three patients Versus if you go into an emergency room or a hospital setting like that, it's one CNA to anywhere between 12 to 25 patients, even more, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's like the average for for a, a normal hospital. And like my my hospital, for instance, it's just like they're spoiled, not the patients, the staff, and it's sickening. But at the same time, at the same time, though, the type of patients that we are getting are younger and bigger. So, but, right. and that's, that, that starts another question is in a, in a psychiatric facility, when, when is it too much? And age becomes more of an issue and a safety hazard um, that needs to be looked at without people crying, you know, discrimination. You know, for instance, we there was two staff members at the place, this specific place. Now I'm trying not to name names or say where I work and get myself in trouble. But a patient went off and two staff members hid in a broom closet. Oh, wow. Their job is to de-escalate that situation. Their job is to protect yeah. the, to protect the nurse and the other staff. Now, why nothing was done about that situation? Because if you're if if you're at a point where you where you're more worried about your safety, then you're working in the wrong field. And it's time for you to go work somewhere else. And I don't mean that like where if you're too old for the job that you need to be let go no there should be some sort of program set up where if you don't fit the fitness aptitude in which you only get tested once and that's to get hired and then after that you're you're not your fitness and and all that stuff is not tested again unless like you're injured and then your doctor does it in order to clear you to go back to work. But there needs to be some sort of ladder program where it's like after, once you hit a certain age, 
or after so many years of working somewhere, you have to go and take another physical aptitude test to see if you are physically able to work in that position. And then if you're not, you get placed in a different part of the hospital doing something else, like working in an office or, you know, something, something like that, you know, where you get to keep your pay, you get to keep your pay grade and all, and all that stuff, you know? So like, you're not, you know, completely messed up. I, don't know, I can't think of the right word, but your, your life isn't affected so much, you know, mm-hmm. because now what happens is I know people would be like, well, that's discrimination, but it's like, you're also putting your, your, your coworkers at risk. You know, there's a problem, right. there's a problem when all the younger ones are getting their ass kicked by patients because all the older groups are running the other way instead of doing yeah, their I job, that. you know, and that's actually like a big issue. And like, we're having staffing issues right now. And it's because like 35% of our staff are out either due to unwork related illnesses or due to injury because of the job. And most of them, a lot of them are the younger kids that work there because they're put in these situations where we still have like a lot of the OG staff who have been there since like the seventies and eighties and are now in their sixties, you know, and, and now you're opening up a whole nother can of worms when you talk about retirement. Now you can't retire until the age of 65 and have X amount of years. Now. Yeah, that that's all great. If like you're working at a desk you know, but if your job is like even working in a prison system, you can't retire until you're 65. So guess what? That means you're more likely to die doing your career than you would to retire. You know, so like these are just so many issues with with the with with the, the system that all leads back to the very first conversation going back to gun control and and it's all everything's related cuz it all it starts with gun control but realistically we need to look at mental health and the staffing and treatment of medical facilities of any kind of any kind because it's it's all hand in hand because now if we start putting more eyes into mental health that means those eyes are going to go on to these facilities and then these facilities will need to be proper staffed and and that's that's we're actually pretty lucky here in canada in terms of mental health services they they've really upped their game we have uh institutions now like Pastone, which offers free counseling and therapy to children who are 18 and under um you know we have specialists we have facilities we have a lot that um helps with it and funding and websites and blah 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 just lists and lists and lists of things that are available to people even now uh through my kids school um they offer uh psychiatric care through specialists referred through the district school board 
uh, yeah. and they pay for it. Yeah, well, I mean, we do have stuff like that, but see, the the one of the biggest issues that I see as well is is how we interpret mental health, how we look at it, and I, there's going to be a lot of disagreement with with my thoughts on this is now you also have your mental health advocates and now everybody wants to push and say, well, we can get these people to um, thrive and, and succeed in society. Mm -hmm. But what happens is, is they get so hung up on trying to put everybody in this, this box where anybody can thrive and fit into society when that is not the case. Um, because, yeah, you, it starts out that way, but once they are out in society, that's that's when, you know, they turn a blind eye. And now what happens is you're going to get into a cycle where they're don't either their prescription medications that they're on, that their body becomes used to it and it's not affecting them the way it it did and even if mm -hmm. it's just a little bit that's all you need it's just a little bit of of that medication to not do its job for them to again start feeling well this isn't working for me or i don't like the side effects or i just don't want to take my meds absolutely and then they stop taking their meds I, uh, sidebar, I guess, side, side rant time with Minnie. Um, so I, it's not a secret. I don't hide it from anybody or anything around those lines, but I was diagnosed with clinical depression when I was 13 years old or just before I was 13. And, uh, I also in the last five years developed PTSD, uh, due to cancer so when it comes because i was always classified as mentally unwell because my depression was on an extreme severe side so i mean i i made a couple of attempts on my life when i was 12 and when i was 15 so i mean there was a lot going on there and the amount of medication that I've been on over the years, not saying that I take like a cornucopia of meds every morning. Well, Don't even, get the wrong idea no, by but that. But still, I mean. Um, I take a medication now, but over the years, it has been many different kinds, I guess is a better explanation for that. Because, and specifically because, you could be on it for you know two or three years and it could be absolutely magnificent and a miracle drug for you until it's not until it's not and the problem is is when it becomes the until it's not you don't notice it's not until it's too late yep and it causes a lot of issues be with not just yourself because you're thinking you know well where am i failing what is happening why am i feeling like this again or whatever the case may be but to everyone else around you as well because it's just within like a day or two split different personality there's no time behind it whatsoever yep no it's it's quick 
it's very, very quick. You know, and like there was situations here where there was these patients released into, you know, their own living environments for them to like go get a job and, you know, be a part of society. And then they would Mm -hmm. have a treatment team come and check up on them monthly. Well, there was a couple of times where the patient or the person, the human, the individual, don't want to call them patient, the human, the individual stopped taking their meds. So a member from the treatment team went in on a routine check and everything was all, you know, fine and dandy until the person went to go leave. And this individual the whole time had a knife in their back pocket. And as as the aide went to leave, this individual stabbed him 47 times in back of the neck and head. I see most most commonly with situations like that for the the groups most common to not take their medication or to stop taking it altogether due to either the effects, not liking the effects or not remembering is schizophrenics and people with dementia. Yes. Now, do I have an idea to to fix any of this stuff? Absolutely not. I no. don't. There, I have no clue. I am not a medical professional. No one's here a doctor. <laughs> nope. I just see, hear, and read these things. Plus, I do work in mental health, but I just staff a hospital. But being there, the walls talk. Um, but the whole point is, it's is that it's drastically underfunded. Extremely underfunded. Extremely underfunded. And again, and I don't even know if, because remember when we had that politically correctness podcast uh, yeah. a little back, a lot of that has a lot to do with how things are handled and how things are done. Because, like, understandably, yes, there's you know, stigma around people with mental health and, you know, how they're portrayed in TVs and movies, how they're the villain and, you know, like, and and stuff like that. But at the same time, there there has to come to a point where, where we all have to just look at it realistically. You know, there's not one type of mental health. There's so many... So many, so many different types. And even two people could have the same disorder, but it can affect them differently. Completely differently. Completely differently. And it's uh, just because something. It's a spectrum. It's quite like autism in that manner, that it is a spectrum. Yeah. But that goes for anything, too. Like, yeah. Like, you can't. Like when people like talk to your therapist. Well, just because a therapist talking to a therapist works for one person doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for somebody else. And just because you see, you know, one person says this doesn't necessarily mean that they should be diagnosed with that. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's I don't know. I, I feel like the human brain, we don't really understand it as much. Like we say, we, I know they say like we still, there's only so much of the human brain that we, that we know. In my opinion, I think we know far less about the human brain than we even think we know. Well, because human, human condition dictates arrogance. 
Yeah. Well, for that, and because again, like for many things, for a lot, a lot of things, things. but it's like anything really. It's like you only know what it's like being you. You only know what Mm -hmm. it's like thinking from your shoes. You know, and (laughs) even if If you could do from my shoes, we have some no, but you know what I'm saying. But and they say, well, they've done studies and they've done this and they've done that, and but still that. That like a lot of times, for instance, like when I'm when I used to fill stuff out, like like for I don't know, like a study for television or the Nielsen's, whatever, whatever it is, you get to a point where it's just like, all right, I just want to get this fucking done, and you just start randomly filling stuff out, and you're not even like reading it anymore at that point in time. And there's a lot of people out there that are like that, so you're not gonna. Okay, you just did a uh, a study now. Just for me saying that that study is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well, a good example of that would be um, even into the fifties, um, and it could have even been later than that. That could have been the wrong year. That in medical journals, when they performed tests and things on test subjects. So kind of in the same manner that instead of filling out a survey, we're talking about, you know, studying the effects on somebody personally um, and physically with the patient in front of you. When they were doing women's health studies on things like breast tissue, and I don't know how they managed this one, but the reproductive system and how pain was handled and managed and everything else. They did those tests on men. That makes sense. For the life of me, I don't understand how they managed any of it. Because, I mean, mean, a man doesn't have a uterus. Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time... Some men... (laughs) Correction. Some men may have a uterus. Correction. But, Cis men, gender-born males, typically do not own a uterus. Well, I mean, I guess it's fair to say that unless you are born a female, you don't have a uterus. Unless there's, like, a new thing that I don't know about. Which, well, hey, that's cool. For right. the most part. For the sake of this... Argument, yeah, no, political politically men. correctness aside, we're not we're not you know we don't want to make this a conversation about you know gen- yeah. gender identities. We, gender identifying and born males. We are firm. Yeah, we are firm believers in you know whatever makes you happy. You know if you know we support you absolutely. You know, but when it comes to having a uterus, there's no way, no no ways around it. Though, does it mean that that no. makes you male or female, or we're just for the it's sake an of organ. yeah, for the sake of science and arguments on the uterus? That's that's what we're what we're focusing on at this point in time. Yeah. So. They did these studies on things like breast tissue and um, internal organs and pain tolerance and that sort of things on men. So for the longest time, if a doctor was looking at a medical journal or if he was learning or she was learning, if they were learning in a medical school environment, 
they weren't even getting the proper information because it was just assumed that our bodies were exactly the same, minus a few things getting scrambled around a bit. And you want to know what else doesn't help? Mm. And is corruption and power. Because, like, look at, look at, like, these company, pharmaceutical companies. You know, they're all out there to make the money. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like mental health. We're going to have these same issues where people it's like, all right, well, we're going to start funding this. And then a person on the board has money in this new drug that hasn't really been tested, you know, but now they want to push it. So now they're on the board of, let's say, Facility Y. No, they're going to do what they can to make sure that, that this new medication that, that they have money in gets to Facility Y and gets through the trials for them to make their money. Yeah. And, I don't know I if mean, that made sense, companies too, but... Like- you didn't hear nearly as much about all of this shit until the pharmaceutical companies started inventing all these mm. drugs for mystery things that no one even knew that they had until they told us we had them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you know, like, do you have a restless eyelash? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like... Black <laughs> but, is for you. But see, so right now, we're, we're at... We're so... F- and it's not even just, like, an American issue now. It's a world issue. We're at a, we're at a point right now yeah. where, where greed and corruption is just so widespread. It's like you, you don't even fucking know at this point in time. And are we ever going to be able to fix any of this stuff? Absolutely not. We're too no, it will fu- never be able to go back to where it was. You like, know, we we're so fucked up. You know, so it's like we can't start over again. I mean, we could, but if we were to do that, that means there's going to be a lot of, you know, people dying, death, death <laughs> you know, but we're, we're so far beyond it. And again, going back to the start of the conversation about gun control, that also is a reason why. Like, it's, it's too late. We're all like we're all fighting for the wrong things at this point in time. Um, what and and now going back to gun control, we had more stricter gun controls. Gun, we didn't have as much gun freedom as these people like to think. Like, oh, it was in the Constitution and this and that and the other thing. But like in most cases, even when that was put into the Constitution, um, you didn't have a gun at hand where you could just be like, it was actually illegal to have a gun in your home loaded. All yeah, that and stuff. that's also a big difference, even even in the sense that if you think about it, uh, a shotgun, like, to clear bears from your property, I'm Canadian, forgive me, it's a thing, um, versus an AR-15. Yeah. Well, all right, so, we one of the biggest things I try to get people not to do is focus on specific gun types, because a lot of times when they, when they drop, like, n- names and stuff, uh-huh. it, it's... It's like an assault rifle doesn't always necessarily mean high capacity. Doesn't necessarily. Okay, we'll go with your standard, you know. If a gun can shoot a thousand bullets in under 30 seconds, then yeah, there's no need for that. That's that's how the argument should be. 
<laughs> but why would you need a semi-auto of any kind? Is well, what because my... not because the it's semi-automatic doesn't always mean what people think it means. You know what I mean? There's many different. I'm Canadian types. again. I see. We're allowed to have certain guns here. Um, but even then, they're like permitted out the ass. But I remember driving through Michigan at one point. And stopping off at the gas station, and I went in to get a drink. And on the door is, please leave all semi-autos in your vehicle. And I'm like, how often was this a problem? <laughs> Mind you, it's Michigan. But how often of it, like, how often was that an issue that they had to hang a fucking sign on the door? <laughs> yeah, so... uh but like a semi-automatic weapon just means that it loads by itself. Like versus like if you would have like a, a certain type of shotgun where you would have to put one cartridge in, shoot it, then put in another cartridge in, shoot it. And like you're manually putting the bullets in one by one. You can have semi or, you know, semi-automatic firearms it just means that they're being placed into the chamber automatically without without you doing it yourself. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna you could take out like fifty people with one semi automatic weapon. Okay, so here's my next question then. Why would you need to own something that has the potential to shoot eight, ten, fifteen bullets in under thirty seconds? That's that is the correct way to argue. And I wish more people, I mean, I know they're always saying these, saying it the way that they're saying it to, you know, sound more, you know, educated on the thing. But sometimes to stay simple is so much better yeah. than to try and, you know. Because, I mean, arguably, if someone breaks into your home and the idea is that you own a gun to protect your home and your loved ones, someone enters the home with a uh, to break into the home to rob you or whatever have you. I tend to think that if someone comes charging down the stairs at you with a handgun and fires around, if it hits you or not, you're going. Yeah. Well, again, if we had better, you know, if if your house was protected better, would you even need that gun to begin with? How did the person get into your house? I don't know, in Canada so, okay. until recently, we just used to leave our doors unlocked constantly. But I mean, there was there should never have been a time where you should just leave your door unlocked, you know. And that's where the problem. We see that's the problem. That's the problem is we've gone from a time where everybody was just too trusting. And again, it's not like any of this stuff is new because it isn't. It's just the information in the news about certain things, and you're hearing certain things. I can't. I mean, I was talking about faster. this. Yeah, I was talking to this about this to Nazum the other morning. Um, I can't remember which Michael Moore film it was in. If it was Fahrenheit nine eleven, I can't remember the one that he did after that. I can't for the it was life of me. Bowling for Columbine. Not that one. There was uh, um, which for country Columbine, to invade next? Yes, thank you. That was it. So, when he's on the stupid log raft in the river for no reason. So, I believe it's that one, or Bowling for Columbine, either or. I get them confused. But 
he comes over to Canada at one point, and he's just walking in random neighborhoods, walking up to people's front doors and opening them. And now this wasn't all that long ago. Like, this was 10, 15 years ago, maybe. And just walking up to random doors. Open. Like, I don't think about constantly locking my door unless it's, like, nighttime. Or until Lily got old enough to reach the handle because she tries to escape all the time. But it's not something that I'm like, oh my god, I have to make sure everything's locked and deadbolted 24 hours a day. Like, it's not a thing. It's not a thing well, around here. And, and that's because we all have a false sense of security. And, and it's, again, it's statistics and it's, it's all this stuff, like all this stuff never happened here before, but just because something didn't happen somewhere before, doesn't mean that it can't, you know, again, you know, it's like, go ahead. I've got a question, Ben. So with, with the idea that, you know, you have a gun to protect your home and, and all of that stuff. My, I've got this internet line. I don't expect you to know the answer, like, and the figures, but home domestic burglaries in, in America, does it still happen knowing that, you know what, if I enter this house, I could possibly be faced with a semi-automatic and automatic or whatever, whatever it may be. Yeah, well, it's because people all are desperate. Time. There's People yeah. are desperate. Or just fucking evil you know and and mm -hmm. a lot of times no people don't think about you know because i mean just the fact that they're like i'm gonna go rob somebody they're not thinking about i could get caught and go to jail yeah they're thinking about their next fix or the <laughs> fact that they're you know in debt to a loan oh, shark or yeah i mean well and it's not even just that some 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 cases where it could be a gang initiation it could be just because yeah. they're fucking bored and you know are just not it in the right Saturday. state of mind <laughs> you know like there was a serial killer uh back 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 in the day and killed this family simply because the light was on and the door was unlocked yeah you know, there's no that that shouldn't really matter. Um, the why, but the biggest question is why was it so easy for them to gain access and enter your home to begin with? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I know people are like, well, I shouldn't have to barricade my into myself in to feel safe. But I mean, like, think about it. Like anything could fucking happen. Anything, you know. Anything could happen at any point in time. Like, yeah, it's why should you barricade yourself and feel safe? But at the same time, why wouldn't you? I'm not saying put bars on your windows or, or stuff like that. But, I mean, a lot no, of I times what you're saying, people are more worried about their house looking modern and nice other than serving the purpose that houses were built to in the first place. It's to protect you from the elements. You yeah. know, that's what a home is supposed to do. A home is to protect you from the elements. If it's cold outside and you don't want to get frostbite, let me go into my house where I can stay warm. You know, it's supposed to protect you from the elements. And that's and that's the thing. Homes today are not just designed improperly. They're they're designed with cheap materials and it's there should be no reason why like what's the point of having a lock on your door if somebody can just kick your door in 
Yeah, I mean, there's definitely validity to that because I've noticed that as well. Because um, my house, it was only, it was built about a month before I moved in. And now when I moved in, it was flawless because, I mean, it was just built. No one had ever lived in it before. Yeah. And after a while, like, I have, like, a crack in my ceiling. The countertop's coming away. Now, this house is only uh, three and a half years old. And there's a shit ton of flaws that I've noticed. The windows are all drafty, you know, all this shit. Because what happened, um, as it happens in the most part, is that housing development companies come in and they want to get these houses up so, so fast, fast to sell them. Yep. Um, and to get the money back and everything else like that, that they compromise on fucking everything yeah. and do it so fast. They don't even give the house time to settle on its foundation. Do you want to know what one of the in things like countertops? The first thing I did when I moved in my house. Okay. The very first thing, the first thing I did was not just, you know, change my locks and change the doorknob. I checked the screws that were holding the plate and locking me mechanism of my doorknob in place. A lot of times, they're these small screws. Now, if somebody's going to kick that door open, those tiny screws aren't going to hold in place. So I got longer screws. Right. You know, so versus, yeah, they'll probably still eventually be able to get that door down, but it's going to take a lot more force and a lot more kicks versus the tiny screws that were that actually. If you look at the screws that come with doorknobs and, and, and locking mechanisms, they're, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not correct. Like you want <laughs> you want to have at least a two to three inch long screw in your door versus the half an inch that comes with with the door itself and doors in general what's the point of like i see these stupid bastards that have these doors with the windows on the front why would you have a fucking window on your front door and then you have a deadbolt and then you have all this none of that fucking matters at this point in time you break the fucking window you can either climb through it or reach in and unlock the deadbolt, unlock the doorknob. Like, what's the point? Like, you might as well not even have a lock on your door at that point in time. That's most Victorian homes in the UK. But, yeah. and I'm just, and it's stupid. And then you have, like, these new wave homes that are fucking 90% glass. Yeah. All right. Are they, is it bulletproof glass? Now, can this glass not break? Now, if it can't break, okay, cool. Then disregard this complaint. But, like, at that point in time, if, if your house is 90% window, you're asking to be fucking robbed. You know, it's 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 stuff like this that boggles my mind. So Okay, so here's, here's my next question for you. <laughs> Just surely, for curiosity's sake, what was it that you were thinking about specifically before we started doing this that made you all fiery? Again, <laughs> my brother's fucking Facebook post. Like they, these people, that, like that's what set that's, you it's off set, on, And then that's how my brain works. So I start off with one thing, and then my brain just starts overloading. Like they're like they're saying, keep your guns to protect yourself from your own government. But it's like, have you seen 
like the weapons that our government has like what 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 gets you in your brain to think that all of a sudden you're going to become superman that you're going to be able to stand up against our government think like again human arrogance that's what i'm saying and that right there boom you just answered the question human arrogance and 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 false sense of safety and to think that more so a false sense of grandeur. And not just that, a false sense of immortality. Mm. You know, it's always, it's not going to happen to me. That's something that always happens to somebody else. No motherfucker, you're not special. Anything could fucking happen to you at any point in time. That's why, you again. You die tomorrow. Yes, and, and this will bring me all the way back to a whole new subject about how fuck statistics, they don't make sense, and... Why people bother with statistics boggles my fucking mind because Did it doesn't you know that matter. 82% of statistics are false? <laughs> Probably. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. But it's like... Hey, Pyro, Pyro. Yes. It was it was a joke. No, I know, it's but it's your but it's but I'm just I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, like, all right. They say statistically sti- statistically speaking, it's safer to fly than it is to drive a car. All right. Yeah. So then you're in the motherfucking plane that's motherfucking crashing. Okay. Tell that guy about statistics. Right? Well, even further than that, you're not encountering a five o'clock traffic jam in the sky. There's factors. Yeah. There's factors. Like, but still, I'm just saying, somebody always has to be. A statistic. And even if you break it down and be like, the chances are it might not be you, but it could be. But it could so, be. <laughs> you know? So going back to your so going back to your brother's post, like surely, okay, if if you need guns to protect from your government, surely doesn't America have a problem at the moment? Is the police not part of the government? Like it's a government entity, right? Well, no. And you no. have the police is not a government. The FBI is a government, um, a federal government entity. The police yeah. are a state entity. Okay, so I, I, it's kind of different here in the UK because the police falls under another government department. And actually, actually, it it gets even more complicated because now you have your state police and then you have your city police. So you have your state, your city, and then you have your country police. We have the same kind of thing. We have uh, our city police or our regional police. Then we have the OPP. Yeah, you know me. (laughs) And then we have the RCMP. Which is and we have the Run DMC Ontario Provincial Police. That is what that sounds for. The Ontario Provincial Police, and then the RCMP or our Royal Canadian Mounted Police, um, which is federal. So what would be federal? So it's you know Canada. And then again, wide police. That's a whole different thing. You know, it's like. That's a whole different rant. We don't have enough podcasts. We don't know. No, because again, <laughs> okay. there's there's no such thing as a perfect human being. There's no such thing as an uncorruptible human being. Any human being is capable of being corrupted. Me, you, doesn't matter. There's, even you. Even you. We are all 
there's nobody who is immune to being corrupted. Zoom corrupted me. Oh, oh, I was oh, oh we're going to knit. <laughs> yeah. See, I know better than um, that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've known I, me longer. And I was thinking about that as I was saying, I was like, shit, you've known me longer than I've Like, I've known better than life. that. But and I, was like, I would just like say, yo, when you first met me, I was so quiet. I didn't say a single word. In I would say, the most I would ever say is more than two sentences, and get you'd get That's lots true. of laughter from me. So, here I am now. Who's the one that's corrupted? Who I I'm. I there's a difference now. between breaking someone out of their shell and corrupting them. You were fucking corrupted as fuck long before, before. we knew yeah. each other. Yeah, we just we just pulled it up to the surface. We like you were yeah. like a pimple we ready to pop. We just pushed the skin together to make it come to a head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Zoom. You're we exploded like PG. you. We are. You are PG thirteen. <laughs> that was because back you in the wouldn't summer. say shit back then. Like you said nothing. You were so proper about everything all the time. Little did we know you're like a care bear with fangs <laughs> and a gimp mask. Like I, that's a weird mental image, but it's. It's that kind of a thing. I wonder what kind of kink bear. That's your care bear handle now, your kink bear. Because it's like cheer heart and everything. Oh, shit. Ooh. That's crazy. What? Is this real? What? Breaking what? news. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at the date and time to make sure this like isn't like well known. 5.23 p.m. Uh, authorities have stopped a U-Haul and detained approximately 20 people. They all have the same type of clothing on, and the truck was stopped about one-eighth mile from a Pride event. And the the people oh that they God. have all detained are wearing khakis, bluish shirts, uh, uh, baklavas, and khaki hats. Balclava. Balclava. So we can't see their face. What in the actual fuck? Yeah. So what is everybody's goddamn problem with pride? It's it's always been a thing, but this is just it see. has always been a thing. And, it doesn't affect anybody who isn't a part of the community. No. Like what? And what again, is it doing to the, you personally? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say this, and nothing like obviously on this scale, but again. This is all due to how fast we get information, how fast we can send information. We can get a flash mob on Times Square to dance to the Macarena, all scheduled and, and put together within an hour. Right. You know, versus if we wanted to do something like that back in the early 90s, that would take a month of planning, you know. It's information, you know, the technology. It's it's the internet and, and the smartphones. And I'm going to sound like an old fuddy-duddy, but it's fucking true. It's fucking true. <laughs> when we should have listened to, you know, the smarter people back in the day when they said that, yeah, technology is all fun and great, but it's going to come with a lot of demons. And yes, it, it, it does. 
And it's the fact that, yeah, you can have a militia set up and ready to go within moments just by sending out a single text. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, yeah, that's true. Back in, back in the early noughties, you could easily send a text message and a group text message. And you know what? You'd have a handful of people come and party at your home. Wait, now, you had text you... messaging in the 90s? In the early noughties. And the late 90s, early noughties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, but yeah, that uh, single text would have cost you like fucking 20 bucks. It cost you a lot, but you could, like, <laughs> you weren't going to get bombarded. But now you put them accidentally, like, you mislabel a post and it goes public. And before you know it, you've got a thousand people come to your home, like, ready yeah. for a little mini ready. But it's like, oh shit, what have I done? Oh shit, mommy and daddy are not going to be too best pleased about this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, no, and, that, and that's true, too. I mean, I can't believe, it's... like, but I mean, everybody's general issue with pride that it would push a group of people that size to head into an event like that to presumably start some shit. And it's so I'm looking at this now as well. Cops bust 31 members of white supremacy group Patriot Front planning a riot at Idaho Pride. Find fang packed into a U-Haul van with shields, riot gear, and a smoke grenade. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is, what is the point? So, how, here, here's how, the issue. Is here's the issue. The KKK and white supremacy has still yet to be deemed a terrorist organization. Yes. And again, it's because it's, it's labeled under the freedom of speech. But, now, I'm all about freedom of speech, because you can't cherry pick, you can't cherry pick, you know what can and and cannot be said and then also want your freedom of speech. But this is fucking batshit crazy, motherfuckers. Freedom of speech is not freedom of consequences. That's the difference. Yes, but... You can say whatever the fuck you want. But at this point in time, when they start encouraging violence, then that group needs to be deemed not, not... Everything about, you know, and I'm, I'm going to say this wrong, and I don't mean it the way that I'm trying to say it, I'm sure, is once they, I'm just going to say it like this, once they start getting fucking violent, it's time to fucking label them as a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, if, if you think, if your ideal is that you think because of a person's orientation shouldn't exist, then guess what? You don't fucking deserve to exist. You don't deserve to I'm just to curious exist. as to what the mentality is. Like, are they afraid that they're going to catch gay? It's, it's... Like... Uh, it's, I, it, well, as far as gay, the gays, the LGBTQT and all that stuff, it's, it's religion. It's religion. In the eyes of God, it's not meant to be proper, right? And yeah, but in the eyes of whose God? You know, that's the problem. Exactly. In the eyes of who's God. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but it's just fucking ridiculous. Like, and if that's the case, why the fuck are you listening? Why, why do you want to be a part of that? You know? Yeah. Like, and I mean, as, as somebody who is not. Everybody needs uh, George Carlin street. in their life. And that's it. Yes. 
End of story. For someone who's not straight <laughs> identifying, because I um, identify as uh, Polly Pan. I I can say I'm lucky enough because it is lucky to a degree that I'm in a straight passing relationship and a straight passing relationship being that if you're pansexual or bisexual, that you are a female with a male. So people just assume that you're straight. But for the times that I've been out with women, I'm treated completely differently. Completely differently. Like There's some people that won't even come near you. Or men are like... Ten times worse pigs than they ever were if you were a single woman at a bar. And it just absolutely baffles me how quickly... And I could go to the same bar the following night with a man and everything would be completely normal because it hasn't affected them at all beyond the fact that they saw me with a female right i just i don't i don't understand what the fear is and religion i mean the interpretation on religion is so vast for every single religion out there fuck it who the fuck cares what religion dictates? Well, I... You know, and I understand for some people it di- dictates things like morals and blah, blah, blah. But you can't be a free-thinking human being and still have morals. You have to be told how yeah. to have morals and what they should be. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's like everybody's war. And, and here's the thing, too. Like, all these right-leaning gun owners and and all this stuff, they, they want to say they're fighting you know what if there's a dictatorship well guess what the fuck church is motherfucker yeah (laughs) a religious dictatorship bitch (laughs) that's what it was and i mean how did you think america was formed because they wanted to get away from the church who is dictating shit and you fucking come to america to do the same shit fuck what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> then your dumbasses were burning people at the stake because they were witches? Yeah. And now that's what you're doing now. That's what you're motherfucking doing now. You're fucking well, fighting the these people term. because they like the same sex. And you that's think that... That's the reason why the terminology witch hunt exists is for yep. the same reason. It's like, you're going to think just because, like, let's say your kid's teacher's gay, that all of a sudden your kid's going to come back and say, Mommy, I'm I'm a lesbian, or I'm gay. That's not how that works! No. Absolutely not. It's not like I was walking through the mall one day and someone tapped me on the shoulder. I'm like, oh, I'm queer now. You know, it's just not... It's not how that works. No, absolutely not. And it's it's really kind of stupid. Like, it's really, really fucking stupid. Lily and I, earlier, uh, before we left to go to my mother's, I was sitting on the bed doing her hair. And she watches RuPaul's Drag Race with me. 
Yeah, and it's a show that, yes, it's very entertaining, but it also is a huge advocate and um, it's a comfort place for gay people. It's so super gay, which yeah. is awesome. Don't but it's fucking wrong. entertaining. I highly enjoy RuPaul's Drag Race. I have watched every season of every... You want to know what else I series. enjoy watching? Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And guess what? Yeah. And guess what? The only thing that, that that show made me do was fucking dress better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Lily, she fucking loved it. And Lily's five. I don't like she... anymore, but I did <laughs> at one point in time. Now I don't give she a watches... fuck. Yeah, she watches RuPaul's Drag Race with me, and she we got off of the, the bed after the show was done, and I had done her hair, and she's like, she wanted her hair done like one of the ladies on the show. She calls them ladies. Because out of drag, she calls them guys, but once they're in drag, she refers to them as ladies, and I think it is the cutest fucking thing ever. And you um, want to know something else, though? There are mm -hmm. some straight males... They did. They had a straight male on the last season of Drag Race. Who do um, it? Maddie Morphosis. And it was it was a straight male. And it was so funny to me because it was this room of gay men and this one straight male. And he had to come out as straight, essentially, to this group of very flamboyantly <laughs> gay men. How nerve-wracking that must have been. And the shock on their faces and the, and you know, yeah, it's played up for TV, but it was so funny to have a straight guy experience that. Like the shoe on the other foot, because it's usually the other way around, right? You're coming out to a group of straight people. You know, and but still, um, at but the yeah, same... it was just, it was hilarious. And it's sad that, that, like, you ever have to feel that way about being comfortable with yourself. Yeah. You know what? There's a drag queen named Adore Delano. And I would fuck her in a second if I had the chance. Just, just say man or woman. Um, I, I would prefer as a woman. I prefer as a woman, but it's this grungy. Oh, well, like, is it like. Spoken. Because there's cross dressing like, both ways. Person. There's cross dressing both ways. Oh, it, Adore Delano is male to female. Man, all right. That's, that's, I just said it. Okay. Wrong. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah, and I, I do I that a lot. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <laughs> as of this time, uh, the drag queens that have been on. RuPaul's Drag Race have been male to female. And that's sexist. Not necessarily, no. because drag is <laughs> no, what you I'm make just... of it, right? Like, essentially, when... Uh, and most people disagree with that, this, but I don't give a fuck. When you are... I'm gonna go with women as an example, because I am a woman, I identify as a woman, that's what we're going with. As a woman, when you get up in the morning and you're doing the hair and you're doing the makeup and you're doing all of that, essentially, you're doing drag to some degree. Mm -hmm. yeah, it well, sometimes is a greater <clears throat> degree. Like, look at Lady Gaga. What she does is drag. That is considered drag. 
And the the key line being, and again, knowing that you're a fan of it now, not only does that make me love you all the better, <laughs> um, but like RuPaul says all the time, you know, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. Yeah, that's it. it if obviously, because if you have to cake on all that makeup, you know, I prefer even to call men, what I do cosplay. Yeah. But even with men, you know, you're doing the shaving, you're doing the plucking, you're doing the quaffing of the hair and the removal of the man bush and trimming and everything else and buying the clothes and wearing the shirts and all of the button up shirts and stuff like that essentially is drag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree so with that at all. It's just how much you're willing to take it. You know how far you're willing to take it. How much of the art that you want to explore? Yeah, and, and some of and, these, and it's an art form. Queens, oh my god! It's 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 a type of acting. Yeah. It's an art form, and it's beautiful. It's an art form. Yeah, because like the, these people, they they make their own clothes a lot of the time. Yep. You know, they're it, it up takes for a lot. Two or three weeks straight it's, sewing dresses and gluing on a thousand. Teeny, Not tiny rhinestones. And even you know. beyond the stuff that you see on the surface, there's even more work that goes on behind. Mm -hmm. It's more mental work because now you have to create a whole human being out of this. Yeah, absolutely. But you know? a lot of them will tell you that the, the human being that comes out when they're in drag is the real human being. Well, then in and your vice... normal persona but... is your mask is right? your mask so, but either way that takes a lot of work whether it is to create your alter yeah. ego that you play during the day or you know that's like batman batman's drag totally batman's totally drag and and that is because you know a lot of people get batman wrong bruce wayne is not you know batman is not bruce wayne's alter ego bruce wayne is batman's Alter ego. Alter ego. Yeah. You know, and when people portray Batman, a lot of times that's where they get it wrong. You know, Christian yep. Bale did it fantastically. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I was going to say. He played Bruce Wayne like a fucking idiot. You know, like he was like this, like, spoiled rich boy, you know. But mm -hmm. the moment he was alone and, and it was just him and Alfred... He was like this highly intelligent, like, like his ad, his whole demeanor changed, you know? Yeah. But it's crazy to think, yeah, Batman's drag. Mm -hmm. look, I mean, look, yeah, look, absolutely. <laughs> see, now look how far we got from the point of the first, the first. A gun control to drag queens. To drag queens. And this is how a podcast should be done. Drag queens. <laughs> I do fucking love a drag queens. If anyone, if I, anyone out there is a, okay, so my fangirl moment, and it was like an indirect fangirl moment. I have a lot of these, but I used to go to school, high school with uh, a girl named Lonnie. And we were in art class together and stuff like that, shared a birthday. You know, we weren't like uber close, but we were friends. And as time went on, she opened a jewelry store, like she designs all the jewelry and everything like that, um, called LAG Concepts. I'm going to plug it for free because she was on RuPaul's Drag Race, like not her personally, but her jewelry was featured as a prize 
on RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, oh, I know her. <laughs> so I had a total fangirl moment over that. And oh, then got too embarrassed to like message her and be like, I saw your stuff on TV. <laughs> so yeah. we have Drag Queen Bingo here. And I love going to Drag Queen Bingo. We're going. It's a lot of fun. We're going. When I'm there, we're going. Hell yeah. If you don't take me to Drag Queen Bingo, oh my god. As long as they're so having one. Fucking sad. <laughs> I will plan a trip so, out there and make sure it's on schedule for the time I'm there. That's how much I want to do that. <laughs> so what is Drag Queen Bingo? It's exactly what it sounds like. Exactly. Okay. It's a bingo okay. and a drag show and like the numbers are called and everything like that by drag queens. And they kind of perform for you while you're doing bingo and stuff. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Hey, I'm willing. I'm willing to wear a wear a maxi dress for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm you know, come as you may. You don't have to dress in drag, but I mean, I right. will encourage that because I think because you have a really nicely shaped head, so we can put a wig on you quite easily. We could quaff that. Hey, as long I'm, as you shave, you have a mean beard going on. Oh, I, I need to shave tomorrow, but um, hey, I'll don the maxi dress. I'll put on some boots, you know. Hey, Converse. I'll go out on the night out. I have done in the past, gone out on the night out dressed like that. Um, it's fantastic. Why not, right? You would be a drag <laughs> queen like Trinity the Tuck or Katia. It's like all latex and boots and big hair. I'm picturing you as a drag queen right now, just so you know. It's all good. You know, my little swishy uh, latex maze dress that makes little swishy noises. Well, I don't have it anymore, but I want another one like that. Yeah, hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I want the swishies back. <laughs> swishies, oh, oh my god. This, this I, the worst things ever invented, swishies. <laughs> What is a swishy? It's a swishies. All right, so they're like um, pants that are made of like uh, <sighs> nylon. Oh, the fucking like the splash pants and shit. Yeah, so like when you walk, every time you, you're walking, it, it goes swoosh. So we call them swishies. <laughs> you can never sneak up on anybody wearing those pants. <laughs> but you can tell when they're like right. You try to sneak the world's worst like, ninja. Sh- Makes his outfit out of switchy material. Someone turns around and says, "It's like you never see a serial killer or 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 uh, somebody in a slasher film wearing an outfit made out of swishy." That's very true. That that is very true. It's all like nice cotton or rayon or well corduroy in some instances. It's always like the non-swishy fabrics. That's funny, I've never noticed that before. I'm going to make a horror movie featuring a guy in swishy pants. A guy in swishy <laughs> pants. It'd be the, like, yes. the, it's like, it's just, they're walking alone in the hallway in a, in a dark alley or something, and all, all you hear is, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. person turns it, around like, yeah, what? exactly. What? Well, it'd be like the new it, Jaws it, theme instead of, Dana. Yeah. Dana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And people uh, would be like terribly afraid of the swishy pants, yeah. and they like they, them from all stores. They banned and they them everywhere. <laughs> we can, it'd be like a new Footloose. It's like there will be no dancing here. Instead of like, yeah. no, God does not want us to have swishy pants. Not here, and <laughs> not this town. But then they take it overboard and they start like burning all the swishy jackets. Yeah. And like everything that makes a slight sound. And it becomes like a nine o'clock curfew. You have to be home before nine, or else the swishy man is going to get you. <laughs> the swishy man's going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, there's something there. There has to be something there. There has to be something there. Oh. The adventures of like Captain Swishy Pants. <laughs> I don't know. Who lives in a one-bedroom apartment? And <laughs> <laughs> most likely Captain would be in Russia man. because it's like Russia. Russians love those Adidas tracksuits. That's true. That's that would be true. a Russian the horror Russian film. Assassin. The Russian assassin <laughs> in swishy pants. Now, these swishy pants, I'm like, they're kind of thinking they are kind of like neon colors, right? With like reflector badges. No, and they're totally like, stuff. you could get them just like plain black or red or gray. Like, they come in all sorts of colors. Like, you're thinking of like the application for strictly like gym stuff and whatnot. But it's, it's, it's other stuff too. Like, it's just swishy pants. Um, but yeah, it's just, I think that there's something there from a creative aspect. If we really sat down and wrote the shit out of that, I mean, it's not going to be any worse than something like yoga hosers, right? Well, I mean, to be honest, we could write anything and make it work. It's all on how you do it. Like there's a movie out there about a fucking killer couch or a killer tire, you know, that, no, I saw a trailer about a pair of pants that were possessed and were was killing people. And legit, like there was this lady in a in a department store and it was like during fashion week and she was being interviewed. And like Christine with pants. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just see these jean pant legs start creeping up over her shoulders and start strangling her. It was fucking stupid, right? <laughs> but still, somebody fucking managed to make it, and there's uh, it, it's watchable. I forgot where I seen it, but I believe it was on one of the many streaming services I own. I shouldn't I'd say I own. I should say I rent. Thing. I was gonna say you own streaming services, like that I subscribe to. That's the word I was uh, looking for. I say, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of streaming services. What one do you own? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. We found out that Pyro was a multi-billion dollar mogul. Yep. It's like Elon it. Musk in disguise. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This was fucked going, up. Speaking so of know. Elon Musk, somebody was like, I forgot what it was. Oh, man. Hold on. I'm going to have to pull up my Twitter now to, to, to see this. Thankfully, I don't uh, use Twitter as often as I used to um, to be able to pull this up. You know, you should use Twitter more often because then you could retweet things like when I go live I, on my well, Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash mini 66999. <laughs> it's... 
I seized an opportunity. Don't hate me. No, no, no. It's just that it's ever since everything happened, like when I was doing the Ampy stuff, I was like very active. Oh, you were on there all the time. All the time. All right. So this is the tweet. So Paul tweeted out, due to gas prices, the next Fast and Furious movie will be about bicycles. And so- <laughs> and somebody put, hi, don't forget. And then they're like, Teslas exist because, you know, you don't need gas for a Tesla. You need to plug it in. So I was like, oh, what do you mean? Tesla has its own film uh, coming out. It's called Total Recall. <laughs> and that's because 85% of Tesla's... Uh, vehicles were recalled yeah someone on my street owns a tesla the bitch sounds like a lawnmower i just thought it was funny (laughs) that happened to me the other day i was like who the fuck is cutting their grass at like six in the morning and sure enough it's this tesla pulling away (laughs) i'm like getting ready to just like fucking strangle somebody for cutting their lawn at 6 a.m oh i felt like such an asshole the other day speaking of cutting the lawn so i woke up and i heard a lawnmower going i was like yeah i bet you fucking wish somebody somebody in my house would fucking make that noise in my yard and then i look outside and there's sam cutting my grass (laughs) i was like oh man i'm an asshole (laughs) put that foot right in my mouth i was like oh He's done. Yeah, I, I have, I have to give him credit. Like, I came home the other day, and not only was the front yard cut, but, like, the, the what do you call it? The um, mulch was raked and cleaned out, and my front yard looked so nice and well manicured. I was quite impressed. And so Cassie's like, oh, it looks like Auntie Jerry was here. And I was like, there's no way Auntie Jerry did all this. I said, it had to be Sam. And Auntie Jerry's in her 70s. Like, yeah, like, she'll plant a flower here and there maybe trim a little something if auntie jerry did this she would still be out here doing this <laughs> like you know but like the whole i have a butterfly bush in my front yard and it was completely manicured and the thing was huge like yeah my aunt does mess with it but not like this this was done very nicely with somebody who's probably done this to many lawns and yards Here's an odd question for you, but sounds completely wrong. Did the weed whacker go anywhere near the... No, I could tell that's the only thing I could tell. No weed whacking was... No weeds were whacked because at the edge of the property... (laughs) There were whackless weeds. There were, you know, weeds, you know, and I've been thinking about grabbing scissors and going out there and and trimming them down. A weed whacker head? like mine, like my weed whacker was not all that expensive. It was about 110 I, bucks and it's battery operated. I have two. <laughs> I have I have two of them. But it's just because there's it's not like a shit ton of them. Literally, it would probably take me five minutes just to go and either just I the reason why I won't just rip them out because then you you're chancing ruining the lawn. Just go out there with right. a pair of shares or the pair of scissors and just go yeah but then i I can't go out there and be like i've been weed whacking but the thing is is in my head me going you know that we did the weed whacker go anywhere near the the butterfly brush right it sounds so rude and inappropriate in my head because it's not a weed whacker well the reason why we call the reason why it's called we call it a weed whacker is because all right it, it consists of of a stick with a motor on the end of it in a shield 
Now, underneath the shield is a attached to the motor is a spinning disc, and attached to the spinning disc is you can either have a blade, and it's usually plastic, or it's just simply a plastic wire. And what it does is the wire spins and it's whacking, right? Because if you look up the definition of whacking, so I, I'm going to Google this. Oh. Oh, actually, whacking is a form of street dance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whacking. Uh, very large. A whacking good story. Okay. The fuck? What did I stumble upon? Nozoom, I need you to look. Sorry, this is like going to be a thing. Nozoom, I need you to look at your text messages in about two seconds here. I'm going to send you a tweet. And I need you to go and respond to that tweet with a check out this awesome streamer and then my link. <laughs> Please. <laughs> this is how it gets stuff done. Wow. I totally had. did not think it was going to take me down the rabbit hole that that it is what but... rabbit hole have you now fallen down the word whacking has so many different meanings oh here, here's here's the one i was looking for here's the one i was looking for to strike with a smart resounding blow or or blows okay Right. To the act of inflicting corporal punishment with repeated blows or, or beating. <laughs> Licking, thrashing, <laughs> trouncing. That's, you know, so that's why it's called a weed whacker, because it's repeated blows on said weeds. And because it spins, tell? you know. So what you're trying to tell me is the weeds in your garden all end kinky ass name shit and they deserve some corporal punishment because they yes. need a good weapon. Okay. I yes. Can go with that yes, exactly. <laughs> but and now I know some people call it an edger, but there's actually a difference between an edger and a weed whacker. But most yes, weed whackers, is. but most weed whackers can edge. Yeah. All you have to do is turn the handle and it changes the the way that the um weed whacker is pointed. So and then that plastic thing now hits the grass or the edge, causing that little gap between the curb or creates space between one point and another. Um but if you buy an edger, you can't do the same thing because all the edger does is edge your property and it creates a space between the, where your property begins and in the grass or creates a space between the walkway and the grass or between where your mulched area is in the grass it creates okay sorry an edge. i have to interrupt <laughs> with a stupid <laughs> fucked up headline that's okay fine. real headline Okay. Paris Hilton turns down the offer to DJ for President Joe Biden in order to attend Britney Spears' wedding. Why the fuck would they ask her to DJ in the first place is what, I, what, what, what I'm wondering. Number two is why the fuck is that even a headline? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. 
I just, I read it, and a part of my brain exploded. Like, like, what? when is that, that's the other thing about this country, is, like, we're, we, we get so concerned about stupid shit. Like, like, oh my god, they're not going to attend the, this thing at the White House. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, what, since, what, 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 what does that have to do with running the country? The fact, what's that dinner that they have and they make fun of each other? Uh, fuck, I don't, I don't know. Trevor Noah was just the host of it. I don't know. I don't know. But there's like a dinner where the press comes in. And... Oh, the um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, the the, oh my fuck. I wish it was called the oh my fuck because I'd be uh, able to remember the, it. It's the um, isn't it the White House press? Uh, is that what you're on about? White House press association no, dinner. It's, the AP. Yeah, it is the literary ball or something i no that's not it i you know what i have no idea <laughs> oh my all right i got it the house the white house phone. correspondence dinner there we go yes thank that's you the one all right <laughs> who gives a shit about the white house correspondence dinner like, why do we care about, like, wh what, who cares? Who cares? One of my favorite moments, okay, and this is the thing, though. One of my favorite moments in, I guess I will call it political history, was at a past correspondence dinner. Obama got up to speak, okay? And at that point, uh, obviously he was present, Trump was present at the dinner, and he's like, I know that there's been a lot of questions about my birth and where I come from. You know, some of you think that I'm from Kenya. You're demanding to see my birth certificate and all this other stuff. And he's like, allow me to finally put this to rest. I have managed to locate the actual tape of my birth, and I'm going to play it for you now so this matter is settled once and for all. And then the lights go dim, and the Lion King starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's savage. But I that was that was excellent. It's like, and then the news—they all go crazy over that shit, though. Like, oh my God, Tom Johnson isn't going to be at the correspondence dinner. Oh. This one's going to be at the correspondence dinner. Who cares? That isn't news. Oh, that's the problem with the world. According to Pyro. Yeah, you know, the same thing. Like It's like, oh my God, did you see what happened on the Kardashians? Oh my God. I didn't, because who fucking cares about Kim Kardashian and who she's got in her tonight? I could not give <laughs> two flying fucks about Kim goddamn Kardashian or any member of her family. The only reason why... I read anything to do with Kim Kardashian whatsoever is because up until Pete Davidson was sticking his dick in her, I was a big fan of his. Right. I'm still a fan but of Pete now, Davidson because uh, I, like I don't want to know like why. Him, but I'm Be questioning his sanity. I'm well, questioning his sanity. 
Not to me. There was a lot. He's still a funny bastard. He's still a funny bastard. No matter who's at the end of his penis. Well, yes, but he also like branded her initials into himself. Yeah, that's no. His kid, her kids. He got her kids' initials tattooed on his body. That is fucking insane. That is crazy. That is I mean, crazy. There, there, there is room for That's interpretation onto where his levels of sanity are. But That's at the same, but at the same time, it's none of my goddamn business. No, I mean, the thing <laughs> you know? of it is, is that relationships are fucked up. Relationships are weird. We've all done really, truly stupid ass shit while being in relationships. You know, but that it wasn't in the public eye. But that's, that's the, the thing, difference. and that's the thing that gets me is like all these people, and then they're all on the internet, like oh my god. She yeah. blew a guy on a. Or no, that was Paris Hilton that blew the guy. Kardashian mm-hmm. fucked a guy, but either way. They blew and or fucked somebody on the internet and ended up with reality shows and endorsement deals and fucking famous and everything else. Yep. Like, you know, and then and then and then you have them and they're like, oh, we should be helping this person. And then that person gets helped. And it's like it shouldn't be a celebrity that's fucking crying for help and that people are listening to. I don't know. Maybe it should be the fucking American people. Yeah, I'm a lot less inclined to listen to somebody who has a $14 million house and a staff. You know, that's why I love Ricky Gervais. (laughs) I fucking love Ricky Gervais because he had, uh, what was it, the Oscars? The Oscars Mm. or the Emmys or or, or one of them. It doesn't really matter what silly non-pointish show award ceremony it was for he was i he comes out and he's like listen he's like when you do your speech just come out thank thank your god thank your family thank your publicist he's like but let's let's get real here don't don't use this as a political standpoint because come on you don't know what it's like to be a fucking normal person yeah like shame on you like i love that guy because he's right because he's right like, you're going to cry about stuff from your fucking yacht while eating fucking 30 pounds of lobster, you know? Well, that was always, that was kind of the later years of Carlin as well, kind of outlining that kind of hypocrisy, right? That it was like, you're going to, you're going to sit there and, you know, tell us how we should be outraged while you had a team of staff members write this for you while you were eating caviar. In your hot tub with champagne. You know, and the thing about, we're talking about George Carlin, right? Yes. All right, all right. So, and the fact is, like, some people would turn around and say, well, why, like, he's a celebrity and this and that. And it's like, but what they don't realize is that he, it's not like he had billions of dollars. He struggled. He fucking struggled the whole time. He lived in his car. He lived in his car with his wife for like four years. No, and not even, even, even when he hit it big, a lot of the stuff he did, all the money he was getting was going to the IRS because he owed taxes, you know, that's why he did fucking uh, Thomas the Train Engine. That's why he did these stupid cameos on these TV he shows. Actually, Thomas the Tank Engine was one of his favorite gigs yeah, of all time. It, it was one of his favorite gigs, but what he got him there, it. you know, but what 
got what him he there. Hated was the variety show. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, they remember that in that fucking thing on uh, HBO Max was it was like yeah. so fucking like I'm like wow. It was him and Richard Pryor and and it was like one of these like dancing like like I don't want to say like like American Bandstand type show. Yeah, it was a variety and, show, kind of. You had comedians, and, you had bands, you had performers of all sorts. And you could see the embarrassment in both of their faces. Like, they yeah, were both they looking it. at each other, and they're like, what the fuck are we doing here? And then There, there was an amazing documentary out on HBO yeah. um, of the life of George Carlin, and it just came out, what, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago? Uh, it's, yeah, about a month and a half ago. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing like because the carlin that we ended with the carlin the um, before he died that we were left with was not the carlin that started and to see his transformation into the comedian and the outspoken it, person that he was is amazing yep and it, it just became, you could just see his disappointment in the human race evolve yeah. to his final form and then he was finally fed up and it's and hit some of the stuff that he said at the end was just wicked fucking dark. But man, sometimes yeah, I'm like, right. I, I feel you, man. My my favorite line from him, one of my favorite lines from him, and I go back to it fairly often. Is you know, tell a man that there is a giant being in the sky that created all of the universe, and then on the seventh day needed a nap, and he'll believe you. Tell the same man the ben- the paint on the bench is wet, and he'll have to touch it to be sure. Truth, fucking truth. Yep. What time are we at, sir? One hour and forty five minutes. Oh, we're gonna call it there then. So yep. uh, for next week, again, we're gonna just do more of the same. We don't know what direction it's gonna take. We were supposed to have a guest on tonight, but we were. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were. We'll talk about that afterwards. Oh, all right. Yeah, I have a suggestion too. Okay, so we'll talk about that after. Yeah. Um, But yeah, next week, you know, if if you have any ideas, if you have anything you want to hear on the podcast uh, specifically, you can find us on Twitter at and I'm all set cast. Um, I believe that's right. Yes. And. You can drop us a line, give us a follow, tell us what you want to hear, ask us questions, you know, give us your opinions, even if it's, hey, you guys suck. You know what? Just be engaging. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, yeah, no, definitely, okay please, sucking. especially if you yeah. want to talk shit, please do so. So then that way, when we come back on, I can embarrass the fuck out of you. That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, um, ab- we will talk about it if it's there. I guarantee it. We will have something to say about it. I would like to add in kind of like a a commentary section where uh, people can drop us questions or suggestions and we can kind of breach on those topics a bit. Because let's face it, any topic we could go on a tangent on. Um, but other than that, I mean, my plugs used to be a lot longer because I used to have like episode outlines before we became the Seinfeld podcast and I don't mean a podcast where we talk about Seinfeld where no it's like Seinfeld was a show about nothing our podcasts are podcasts about 
nothing. Well, not really nothing, nothing but there's They're just... not about nothing, but we just, we go in blind and they start out as nothing and turn into whatever the fuck this progressed into. Yeah, and that's... Look at, but... we... mm-hmm. look at where we started from, look at where we ended up, and we've gone from guns to... Drag queens drag... to... Wherever the hell we religion, are now. religion and, yeah, and uh, George Carlin and comedians, I do want to leave with this nugget of wisdom. All right, and I'm going to end. I'm, hold on, I'm going to end it right after you say it. So let me say my goodbye first, so that way we can end it on your nugget of wisdom to change it up okay. a little bit. All right, so that is it for us tonight, everybody. But before we hit, hit the stop record button, we're going to listen to Minnie's little nugget of wisdom. But for now, thank you all for hanging with us. As always, we fucking love you. Now, here is a moment with Minnie. It's a mini moment. A mini moment. So, oh, you got to do this every time now. Calling it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will do. I will. All do. right. And now a it, mini yeah. moment. So this one comes from us from a drag queen because it was on my mind and it was on the most uh, recent episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars season seven. And it was from Evie Oddly. And the encouragement was to fail. To go out there and do your spectacular best at failing. Because that's how you build yourself up. That's how you learn. That's how you get better. That's how you do what you need to do. So go out there and fail and be a better human for it. And whatever you do, just bear in mind, for the love of God, just fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs>